in any moment where we are, we are this amalgamation. We hold like this kaleidoscope, this tapestry of every age you've ever been all at once. So meaning we have like the innocence of our childhood self. We have the insecurity of our you know, preteen self. We have the rebellion of our, our teenage adolescent self. We also have the wisdom of our oldest self. So we can also tap into that. But we just like in any moment, we're just all these parts of ourselves. So the more we can get to know, especially our younger child self, it's super important because the brain is really especially receptive at a young age, usually from, you know, birth until about four years old. That just means that our experiences up until that point have a super profound impact on our subconscious beliefs, our emotional routines, basically any of the information we use to go forward in life and any of the information that helps us process and create our perceived reality around us. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to... Cosmic RX Radio. I am your host, Maddie Murphy. I'm your cosmic consultant. If you're new, we have a lot of stuff going on here. We do a lot. We are cosmic multiverses. But this particular episode you're about to listen to is one of your cosmic coaching episodes where I break down a coaching technique from our cosmic revolution methodology, which is where we combined mindset work, spiritual practices, and embodiment techniques to coach you through the zodiac seasons using that zodiac wheel as a tool for your personal evolution and revolution, baby. And this is just a little digestible dose of something for you to think about as we're now in Leo season. But if you're listening to this in the future, hey, what's up? Hello. I hope cool shit is happening there. And if it's not Leo season, that's cool. It's always applicable, or you can better understand how to work with the Leo in your chart by listening to this episode. Yep, that's right. We all have Leo in our chart. Even if you don't have a planet or a big placement or an angle, there's Leo there. And by understanding the gifts of that part of your chart, you can really understand your purpose, your power. You can align with that highest, hottest self and be a force of good in the world. Okay. Are we here for that? We're here for that. So I'm going to make some announcements before we get into today's episode, which is really going to unpack and give you, I hope, some practical tools to do some joyful union with your inner child's enthusiasm, aka the importance of play, the importance of connecting back to play as a modality to heal your inner child, but also to activate your highest creative potential as an adult. So we're going to break that down. I'm going to do my announcements. I'm also going to answer a question from the Cosmic RX hotline. So let's see, what are we talking about today? One, thank you for all of your support 
We've been doing this podcast since the end of March and we're almost at 60,000 downloads. We have our Cosmic Baddie crew is rolling deep. All of you have been, you know, sending this podcast to your friends, to your, you know, witchy coworkers, to your cosmic cousins, to your mystical moonbeam, like college roommates. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot of us out there and I'm blown away. So I just want to thank you. It's so cool. It's it's beyond words for me. And then I also just want to thank you all for your ratings and reviews. That helps our podcast grow. If you haven't left one, why the hell not? Go for it. Don't be like me. I am a procrastinator. Just jump on down there and leave that review and maybe you'll win a chance or maybe you will win, not the chance, the actual experience of a one-on-one birth chart reading with me. I pick one review a month with my team And I get to sit down with you and just have a 60-minute deep dive into your cosmic blueprint. It's been so fun. I've done three of them so far, and it just, it tickles me. It tickles me to get to know you. And the other announcement I have, sorry, I had to stop the recording because a, like, plane went over my house, and it was so loud. It was, like, shaking. (laughs) So the other announcement I have is... If you're interested in going deeper in your cosmic wellness journey, or you're looking to you know take everything to the next level, whether it's in your personal life, if you're looking to make a transition, if you're already a coach or a healer, and you're just looking to kind of get that next arrow in your quiver of being a cosmic bad bitch, please check out our website, thecosmicrx.com. We have been just cranking away, really wanting to give you more practical tools. We have the podcast, we have our energy reports, we have our Instagram, we have our YouTube. But this is where if you're like, you know what, I'm ready. I'm ready to go into the next level of initiation. We have some online courses. A lot of you have been asking a lot about, you know, astrology questions or saying that, you know, you like the type of astrology that I, I read and charts of the guests on the show. I would say, check out the Magic of You course we have on there. It's really, you know, my personal interpretation, the kind of astrology I like to do. Um, I learned under some beautiful, like, Hellenistic astrologers, and then I had the chance to learn about some shamanic astrology and just weaving it all together and through the lens of empowerment and through the lens of, like, I think about astrology a lot as, like, our guide to how our soul wants to fully express itself in this lifetime. But I also really like to be honest about the shadows and the light and the, you know, high and low frequencies of ourselves and how to, you know, use awareness to step into that soul's purpose, but also to do it with like fulfillment, grace, ease, abundance, fun. And the magic of you course is a self-guided deep dive into astrology. You're going to hear me like probably curse a lot and lots of pop culture references, but it's just really about the magic of you. Like you can learn to read other people's birth charts. It's not like the super technical course. That's not really my style. It's more about like big, broad strokes of how to learn astrology in just a way that's accessible and not intimidating, I hope. But we cover everything from the basics of, you know, your self-care. We talk about how to understand your chart for better sex, love, and relationships, how to tap into your higher calling, purpose, career through your chart. We talk about past lives, you know, North Node, South Node, Chiron, Shadow Work, how to do a very high level mapping out of, you know, your year ahead through transits, returns, retrogrades. So it's all in there. 
It's very Virgo, like I pack a lot in. But if, if you're really looking to do it at your own pace, hop in there. And then we're going to be opening up our community again this fall. So I really recommend taking the Magic of You course and joining the community or doing, you know, one and then the other, because then you can really integrate and practice and come to our moon circles and come to my live coaching circles. I'm a big fan of like self-guided study at my own pace and then having like a practicum or a place where I can talk about it and go deeper and ask questions. So that's that. We also have the Real Self Love course, which is a 21-day audio course that's like real tools for self-love. I was like cracking up a few years ago. I'm like, everyone's like, love yourself, love yourself. Self-love is the best love. And you know, my skeptical ass is over here like, but what does that mean? Like, what are you saying to me? So I just spent like a few years diving in, you know, the tools from positive psychology, from neuroscience, from cognitive behavioral therapy. And then what are the tools, you know, from the spiritual perspective? Cause the mindset is so important. And that definitely like your traditional therapy techniques, traditional like psychology techniques, so important. But then we have to go into the spirit, into our energy, into our soul level, heart level self love. And then we also talk about embodiment techniques. Cause that was the other component that I was like, Oh, like the mind is important. The spirit's important, but like, how do we like live in that embodied place where we feel self-love in ourselves, in our nervous system, in our movements? So we put it all in one place and there's prompts, there's home play. You can just listen to it in the morning. And I've found a lot of you have come into our community after doing that. And again, like, I'm not saying that every day you're going to remember everything and, you know, do it perfectly. But a lot of you have said like, you know, these three tools, really stood out to me. And these three tools I come back to over and over again. And that's what this journey is all about, right? Having tools and just having that little bit bit more self-awareness, that little bit more like, okay, I don't have to live from that unconscious place of just blindly reacting to life and feeling like it's all happening to me, right? Life is happening through me. Life is happening for me. And I get to co-create my life. But it does take some work, not gonna lie, NGL. So check it out. We also have our Oracle decks on there. They've been selling like hot cakes. The hot cakes, a thank you to everyone who's bought one. Audrey came over this week. We packed up the orders. Our post office probably like, what are you ladies up to? Because we had like a heaping boxes of like holographic cosmic packages and we're like blessing them. And I'm, you know, sending good vibes to them and doing like intuitive energy healing and we're like casting spells and I'm doing like, you know, the whole thing, sigils on them. And they're like, uh, okay, like, um, do you want a receipt for this like tracking info? And we're like, oh yes, that too, please. Practical magic always. So thank you to everyone who's bought one. They are limited edition. Are gonna, you know, hopefully do another run of them, but we don't know when. So if you need to have them, jump on them. And I appreciate your support. We are a very indie small ass company. So we do the happy dance when the dollars hit the bank account. We are looking to expand, you know, our offerings so we can help you, so we can grow our company, so we can hire more of you. It's a win, 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 y'all. So thank you. Those are really fun. And if you want to see them or play with them uh, virtually, head to our website, head to our Instagram. We also have like a virtual card pull if you want to do a screenshot. That's always fun. Okay. What a time to be alive. We have all these internet holographic ways to interact with things without ever having to even be there in person. It's wild. It just, it trips me out. Okay. Enough of that, Maddie. I I could just, don't get me started. 
Okay, so we have a question here, the Cosmic RX hotline. If you want to leave a question in the show notes, we have a type form. Uh, ask me. I'm your Cosmic Consultant. You got a question? Drop it in there. This question today, I feel like is very appropriate for Leo season and for letting yourself shine and some of the things we talked about on the last Cosmic RX coaching episode, which was ways to let yourself be seen and shine like a Leo. Hi, Maddie. I love your show. I'm obsessed with you. I think I actually have a cosmic crush, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I'm like, of course I had to include that. You know, my vain ass could have left that out, but I had to read it because it makes me happy. Looking for more information to step into my purpose. I feel like I have one, but I get overwhelmed with too many decisions or I doubt myself. Any pointers and how to find this in my birth chart would be much appreciated. Thanks. Love the show. I don't know if they want their name read because they left the last name too. Let's just call them Anna R. Anna R. Let's see here. Okay. So yes, this is obviously like what I live for. Uh, you heard my birth chart readings. There's so much. I think that's really what drew me to astrology is because I always felt like I had a purpose, but because as you can tell now, I'm not exactly living like a cookie cutter career. My J-O-B isn't exactly like something that I, you know, had a major for in a traditional college. But even bigger than that, to me, your purpose is yes, your work. Yes, that J-O-B. Yes, what's on your, you know, business card, your LinkedIn, if you will. But it's also about, you know, how you live your life, what you're here to do what you're here to embody in your own growth, in your relationships, in your art, in your everything, in your in your dynamics with your, you know, everyone you come in contact with. So there's a lot, but I would say the three, let's just start with three, right? Three points. First, you gotta go to your North Node. Your North Node is about, you know, what your soul's path is about in this lifetime. What is the karmic contract? What is the assignment that your soul took on? And it'll give you a good hint again about purpose in your work, but even bigger than that, like who you're here to be. And again, your south node is the opposite of that across the axis to that. And your south node might be like your comfort zone where you're being pulled into and you're kind of like being asked to release that, take the tools from that, but step into the north node. So this is going to give you a lot of idea of like your leadership style, how you're meant to work, the type of work you're supposed to do, the context, the flavor, the bigger sacred why behind your work. That's like your soul's map. Okay. And then in terms of your purpose, then looking at your midheaven, that's like your mission, your legacy, your platform, how you're going to be noticed the most and recognized and how your North Node purpose, beauty, gifts is going to reach the most people. Okay. So looking at that, that's also called the MC, the medium coli, uh, middle sky. That's the top of your chart, quote unquote. And this is like, okay, your end goal, if you fulfilled your purpose, or the impact, the highest impact you're going to make on the world. And it's also how you're going to receive the most back because we want to do that, right? You're not here to be a martyr. This is your legacy. This is it. This is your time to shine. This is your center stage. Step on it, grab the mic, seize it, own it. And then in terms of purpose, like it is really actually hard for me to narrow down three. So I'm going to give you three, but I'm going to give you like two addendums because my Mercury in Virgo is always like one more thing. Tell them, tell them two more things. 10th house. Look at your 10th house. That's a great, I'm guessing like this question, I feel like from Anna R is about like purpose in terms of like work. So 10th house, I'm going to say that is your, you know, your career, your long time goals also to do with like your public image and how you're like, to me, 10th house is like, 
your corner office. This is your vibe. This is like where you're the sector, the industry you're in. And it's like also the planets that are there, the signs that are there. Anything going on there is going to help explain how you're meant to do your work. If your sun is there, it means that you have maybe a natural intelligence for that area. If your moon is there like me, it's going to be that like your career is very tied to your emotional self. And uh, looking at the transits going through the 10th house too, right? Like if you're having a Uranus transit go through your 10th house, then yeah, you're probably going to be going through some big ass changes and you're going to be pushed to like go through some revolutions there, some upheavals. So I would look at that. And then two side notes, especially if you want to do work that's very soul driven from my heart centered leaders, entrepreneurs, creatives, you look at your moon and look at your Chiron. Your moon to me were again my moon's on my on my midheaven in my tenth house. So of course I'm gonna say this. But it's like your moon, you wanna feel emotionally fulfilled in your work. We're moving past this like old paradigm that, you know, we have to just like pick a certain job because it's what success means to us, or that we have to like kind of forego our bliss to, you know, pay the bills. So look at your moon, like where do you have your natural skill set? Where do you feel comfortable? What's lighting up your inner child? Sneak peek for what we're about to talk about. And where do you have a sort of like intuitive flow there? Things come easily with your moon. Your Chiron. Your Chiron's your wounded healer. We could do a whole episode about that. Let me know if you're interested or at least like a, a question here in the mailbag. But like your Chiron to me a lot represents like the thing you're working through, the thing you maybe don't want to deal with or don't want to look at, but it's part of your medicine to share with the world. My Chiron is in Gemini, the communicator in my 12th house. So that's why I'm here having a podcast, even though this would be like my biggest nightmare anxiety dream. You know, if you told me this seven years ago, I also probably would have said, what's a podcast to be fair. But looking at that, that's another element of what you're going to be sharing with the world, what your medicine is. Again, connecting more to that higher level soul purpose outside of just the J-O-B. So I hope that helps. I laugh how I literally am the one who's like, I'm going to say three things and then I say five. So let's get into your cosmic coaching for today. Again, this is your digestible dose of something to look at in the zodiac season to help you with your evolution, your revolution. We get to use the zodiac wheel as a template. It truly, it, it tells a story. It feels really organic to me. And as someone who gets really overwhelmed by pretty much everything, it has been such a game changer to have this, these guidelines, this format, this cosmic calendar from the sky, <laughs> meaning you have a season to drop in to a few, you know, intentions, tools, techniques, things to think about versus trying to fix everything in your life at once. I think of that Bo Burnham song, a little bit of everything all of the time. That's my brain. So yeah, using this wheel really helps. And if you're new here, welcome to the party. Enjoy this trip around the Zodiac wheel. You can go back to Aries season if you want, or you can just start here. Get to Aries season when you get there. Okay. So Leo energy, Leo energy is all about where you are radiant, where you are regal, where you are not meant to hide or to dim your light. The part of your chart and any planets where you have Leo, if you are hiding there or dimming your light or not being your most creative self, it's going to drain your life force. Leo is ruled by the sun, therefore affects what the sun affects, our life, our energy, our vitality. 
So if you need to, you know, you can get your free chart done at astro.com. Where do you have Leo in your chart? You really can't be too meek or too humble in that part. It'll make, it's like putting a, I went to a pool party this past weekend and they're, you know, those floats, like the flamingo and the swan floats. And it's like that little, like the little tears slowly deflate the floats. That's what happens to the part of your chart where you have Leo. If you're being too humble, too, like hiding too meek, it's going to feel like oops, you're losing air. Okay. You have got to embody that lion's roar in order to tap into and harness and make the most of that energy. Okay. It's your dare. And that's why I love it. We all have it. Even the most introverted of introverts has Leo in their chart somewhere. So how, how do we begin to do that? Well, go to my last episode, tips to shine like a Leo. Now the next step, we're in the spiritual practice now. Mindset is important. My, our minds are so powerful. They're wild ass tools that's often, you know, they're used against us sometimes. These mindset RXs are to help align our mind with a new way of being, hopefully create some new neural pathways in there that feels good, yummy, delicious. Then we move on to the spiritual practice because we also have that part of us, our soul, our spirit, our energy field that holds on to old stories where we have to go back and heal, you know, certain ruptures in our field or we want to take care of our energy. We are energetic beings. This is quantum physics, baby. I'm not going to get into it. I am not a quantum physicist, but it's true. And if you're like me, when I didn't have spiritual practices in my life, I felt very malnourished. Okay. Rituals and spiritual practices feed our heart and soul, just like food feeds our body. So as we go into the spiritual practice of Leo, we're talking about play medicine and healing your inner child through play. Okay. This is so big. So, so big. Before I give you some tips, I just want to honor that we all need some sort of inner child healing usually, especially around play. I know a lot of us had to grow up fast or had trauma early on in life or lived in a home where maybe play wasn't encouraged or was cut off at a very early age. Or even if you had the best childhood in the world, it's still important to make time for play because Albert Einstein, good old Albie, the Pisces, said play is like the highest form of research. It represents the highest form of intelligence. And I do want to honor, obviously, if you have major trauma, you're working through things, I say do this work, but do it alongside also a trauma-informed counselor, therapist, psychiatrist, some sort of mental health professional. And I also want to say that in any moment where we are, we are this amalgamation. We hold like this kaleidoscope, this tapestry of every age you've ever been all at once. So meaning we have like the innocence of our childhood self. We have the insecurity of our you know, preteen self. We have the rebellion of our, our teenage adolescent self. We also have the wisdom of our oldest self. So we can also tap into that. But we just, like in any moment, we're just all these parts of ourselves. So the more we can get to know, especially our younger child self, it's super important because the brain is really especially receptive at a young age, usually from, you know, birth until about four years old. That just means that our experiences up until that point have a super profound impact. 
on our subconscious beliefs, our emotional routines, basically any of the information we use to go forward in life and any of the information that helps us process and create our perceived reality around us. So based on like the roles that we were told to play in our family, whether this was explicit or implicit, verbal or nonverbal, our brains create our own unique survival tactics to help us understand and contextualize the world around us. So we basically, your girl is saying we carry around a lot of shit, a lot of unconscious shit in our mind, a lot of unprocessed things. So first of all, just doing this, sitting down and wanting to open this dialogue with your inner child, setting the intention to just listen to them more and make more time for play is already hugely healing because nurturing, reparenting your inner child, doing this allows you to begin to examine and rewrite you know, some of the scripts you have in your mind, change some of your coding, change your life truly from the inside out. So it's a complete revolution. It's liberation, it's empowerment, it is transformation. It is a journey we live for. And I want to talk a little bit too about the importance of play itself. I'm going to share some tips and techniques of how to heal your inner child through play and how to make more time for that and some RXs. We got, we got to know that how, right? So like I said, this inner child, this aspect of you, we all have it. It's like collection, this amalgamation of all of our memories from childhood. This is like, we're all basically oh, some <laughs> wounded children walking around in adults' bodies and the parts of us that felt invisible, parts of us that felt wounded, neglected, unloved, unworthy, like they didn't belong, are just lashing out at emotional triggers. And these triggers are actually supposed to teach us something so we can move through and grow. But a lot of us don't take accountability for this. And I'm very aware of my patterns. I have a lot of my own inner child healing. I have a lot of those stories. And I can feel in moments where my guard is down or I'm really overwhelmed or really anxious or tired or feel like rejected, I feel that inner child come out and I can feel how my adult wants to act out irresponsibly or honestly, like in a way it's inappropriate. You're a child and you have certain feelings. It's like, okay, you know, let them move through you. It's when we get in these adult bodies and we start causing harm to other people, lashing out, projecting, uh, obviously then way up the, you know, abuse and mis and manipulation and gaslighting and these like toxic, toxic, toxic behaviors. A lot of them stem from this inner child's work. I had, you know, quick story. I'm not proud of this story, but I do share this with you all because I want you to know, like, I'm real ass human. I am very flawed. I don't appreciate any, like, coaches, teachers, healers in the spiritual space who like talk about things they've wounds they've worked through only in the past tense because we're all living it in the moment. And it's important. It's important to be honest and transparent and just like talk about this shit. But you know, if those of you who know me, I've worked in hospitality for years. My family works in hospitality. I have like the most utmost, utmost, utmost respect for if you're working in a restaurant in the service industry, love it. Like shout out to all of my bus people, my bartenders, my servers, my hostesses, like especially I've worked a lot in that area. People in the kitchen, people driving the cars, the valet. Like if you're interacting with people on a day-to-day basis and you're in service to them, God bless you. You are doing the Lord's work. I believe that taking care of people in hospitality is is part of our spiritual practice. <laughs> and you know, I could go on, but my rant about tipping is a spiritual practice. So anyway, this is all me putting it on the table. I like 
never get upset at restaurants. I'm like, whatever. You literally could spit in my face and like cut me and I will still give you a 20% tip. That's like the worst. That's like the worst tip I'm going to give is if like you literally like try to murder me. I'll be like, here's 20%. I hope you're feeling okay later. But we were out for my dad's birthday, Leo season, and we had like undressed up and we drove all the way from like, you and my sister left at like after 830 in the morning from Montauk, drive up to Kingston, New York, look at it on a map. It's a very long drive picking up my dad along the way. We were just really hyped for this dinner. My dad wanted to go to this French restaurant that he's loved forever. And my sister just bought a house in Kingston. So we decided to go up there. I had to come back in the same day because of work and dog conflicts. So it was a big trip. We're super excited. That's not even wearing us down. We're like immediately, everyone in the restaurant's like amazing. But the server we had was just like kind of rude to us and very brusque and sort of brushing us off. And I'm we're just so excited, like a little kid. I'm like, Okay. And like, we just kept trying. And I think I pride myself on just like connecting with people, part of my ego. I'm like, no, I I, I love people. I love being like, I know they're so annoying, right? Those other patrons, right? But like, I'm cool. We're real, right? So all this is like kind of building up. It's making me feel a little uncomfortable. I'm trying to brush it off, just trying to enjoy the, the thing. And then I went to go approach her about like, okay, can we like, do that thing? Like, um, it's my dad's birthday. You've heard us say that. I just want to get a little candle and a little cake. Like, I'll pay for it, obviously. And like, excuse me, don't want to bother you. I'm like so overly polite. You're making sure she's not too busy. She's not doing anything. And she really like brushed me off very aggressively. She's like, I'm, I'm too busy. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of something right now. And oh my God, your girl had a whole inner child quantum, like going back in time. I had to go in the bathroom to collect myself and literally look in the mirror because I felt the part of myself that was so hurt. I felt the part of myself that felt like nothing, that felt invisible, that wasn't worthy of someone's time and attention. I also felt my adult self be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like what? And all that entitled bullshit that comes out like, hello, like I'm here. Like, you know, uh, I'm your patron. Like that was really fucking rude. I'm going through all this in my mind. I'm like talking through, I'm like literally in the bathroom, like staring myself in the mirror, like, okay, Maddie, what's going on? What's, and the first thing I said is like, what is your inner child feeling right now? And I'm like, yep, your inner child is feeling all those times where she didn't feel important enough or she asked for help or, or she was called out for being too loud or, or too much. And someone told her to like brushed her off and like pushed her away. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. What does she need from you right now? And she's like, you're good. Like you're fine. You're, I was just literally talking to myself. I'm like, we're good. And that ego that like comes in that shadow ego to like protect my inner child who wanted to just be like, go fucking tell that woman off. It's like, you don't need to do that. Also, like, what is she going through right now? What is her night? What is her life like? Like, this is not about her. Sit with your own shit. Okay. I'm like, I'm literally like in the bathroom. Someone's probably like, is this woman okay in there? I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I just kind of came down. I was like, what does my inner child need? And then like, gave myself a little hug, a little pep talk. I absolutely went and go like process it with my sisters. Cause that's very like my inner child is like, I need to talk about this with someone who can just hold space for me and listen and validate and not judge me, but also like, mm-hmm, like that happened. It's over. We're good. And then it all like dissipated. It was fine. We had a beautiful rest of the evening. She brought the cake over. It was a whole thing. But I see where like in that moment, I've been in a restaurant where, you know, I watched a, a hostess or a surfer just put up a boundary with a patron and they lash out. And I'm like, yep, that ego that like, oh, oof, we have all these egos. So I just tell you that story. I'm not proud of that story. Like, again, I, I live in a town that's very service based in Montauk. I like, am just ride or die for people in the service industry. So the fact that like I even had that moment, I was like, 
Hmm, interesting, interesting, Maddie. Okay, always a lifelong journey of uh, lurking at my shit. So that's my long spiel. But I didn't want to say that because I want us to have permission. And I want you to use these real life examples of my life, my bullshit to look at. Sometimes we don't understand like inner child healing. What is it? Where does it come from? Is it like big capital T trauma? Or is it just little moments like that where you feel like your little inner kid wants to have a temper tantrum and is kicking your adult self into some unconscious or unhealthy or toxic pattern? We all have it. Why play is so important and why it works is because the first thing is it just literally helps you begin to connect to your inner child, asking them, what do they want to do today? It may feel a little strange. It may feel a little weird, but I want you to persist through that awkwardness. And I want you to really like begin to talk to your inner child. Like, what do you need from me? And, and how can I set aside time for you to play and to enjoy your life? Because a really common narrative that a lot of us hold on to is that like life has to be a struggle or life we have to take ourselves way too seriously or you know, we don't have time for play because we are the ones upholding our household or our work or our whatever it is like this responsibility that is important but it sort of crushes and squeezes the life out of us and that's very detrimental to your inner child as you can imagine. Now I'm going to get into some, into some tips how to do that, but I just want to go through play is for this. This is like the spiritual, like beautiful healing. It's like a soul retrieval. It's like shamanic. You get to go back in time and bring parts of you into this moment and be like, you are worthy of this. But play also helps us relieve stress. Play and feeling good and playing or creating just to create helps release those those happy chemicals, those happy neurochemicals, the dose, D-O-S-E, the dopamine, the oxytocin, the serotonin, the endorphins. So these like clinical research, and this is just something I bring up because I love bringing up the science, the evidence-backed research when we in time doing things we like, there's been endless amount of studies that show that, you know, spending time creating, playing, blowing bubbles, you know, just resting, it helps release these chemicals. And, you know, D-O-S-E, you've probably heard of them before, you could look them up, but they help reverse some of the effects of stress, which is, yay, we love that for us. It also helps reverse some of the effects of like the digital overload releasing endorphins, releasing dopamine from a good place. Like we get a dopamine hit, we get a text message or Instagram alert, but it's a kind of an unhealthy dopamine relationship we have. So these chemicals are, again, it's more than just, oh, this feels good to play. There's some real biochemical alchemy happening and we love that. Okay. So look more into those dose, D-O-S-E, and also those chemicals also help improve brain function, but also playing, doing things that feel like play, help ward off stress, depression, but really help with that like cognitive function. It helps boost creativity, which we're going to talk about, which all ties into that. So if you're a creative person or you want to step into more creativity, oh my God, inner child play is like the gateway. And it also helps you feel more young and energetic, like, you know, it's healing our inner child, but it's also helping us bring that effervescence, that exuberance, that enthusiasm into everyday life. And we know age is just a number. We, we've all met people who are 
young in years, but seem old and brittle and cranky and like, oh, and we've all met people who've been on this planet, have many years, you know, behind them, but who they're like vibrant and youthful and magnetic. And you're just like, oh my God, like, I love that person's energy. Play really helps us do that. And play is also super important for our relationships and our connections to others. You know, sharing laughter, making time for play with yourself or someone else can foster empathy, compassion, trust, intimacy, even just this doesn't have to be an actual activity like you don't have to go play hopscotch with your husband but bringing in a more playful nature and playful mindset can help you loosen up in stressful situations right which allows for more intimacy can allow you to actually be more creative in problem solving which again helps move past stumbling blocks more resiliency and buoyancy it can help you break the ice with strangers it can just allow more of like what i would call like that good magic shit in life to flow through versus your old bullshit that's my technical spiritual terms because the old bullshit is the old programming is the old i'm shutting down that old story the ways we protect our inner child so we meet someone and yeah like someone you know, something happens, we embarrass ourselves on a date, our old programming, the bullshit's like, oh my God, like they think you're so messy, they think you're sloppy, like just leave or like lash back out at them and show them like you're better than them, whatever. And then like when you're in touch with your inner child and your playful nature and you've been working on play and flexing that muscle, you just laugh it off, right? Like not take yourself so seriously. It's amazing what happens in life when you don't take yourself so fucking seriously. And that's a really big life mantra of mine. Like when I'm allowing myself to laugh and move through life and be playful, it's amazing the doors open up because it's all from me. It it starts from me. I'm opening up. Therefore, the world opens up back to me. But this is what I'm saying, all right? Oh, it's so healing. It's so life-giving. If you want to read more about the science of it, the psychiatrist, Stuart Brown, he wrote a book called Play. He says that like play is like oxygen. Like It's all around us. We don't always notice it, but when we don't have enough of it, we're suffocating. And I want to also literally make the little call out. This is not about competitive play because this Dr. Bowen White talks about the only kind of play that we honor in our society is competitive play, sports. So if you're like me and you're carrying something about like trying to play sports as an adult and you want to die and you want to like, you're having a panic attack. Yeah, I don't mean that. I listen, I, I did that. I, I joined the adult like freaking kickball and cornhole leagues in my 20s, the ultimate Frisbee. That's fun sometimes. But like part of inner child healing, which is maybe our first tip is asking what your inner child wants to do. What is play to your inner child? Is it like packing a bunch of snacks? reading some books under a tree? Is it drawing? Is it doodling? Is it making your own clothes? Is it like, I don't, you know, what, what is that? It's, it, that's an important thing. It's not just about competitive play. So check out Stuart Brown's book play. If you want to go into more of the science of it, he reviews, I think over 6,000 case studies that explore the role of play in each person's childhood and adulthood. He studies everyone, these case studies from people in prison to people who have won Nobel prizes. It's super, super fascinating. So if you want to go do a deeper dive, go there. So how? How do we begin to do this? Like I said, the first step is beginning that dialogue, talking, acknowledging the inner child, which is super important. Your inner child talking to them, little Maddie. I would take this, you know, one step further. And did you have a nickname growing up? My nickname is Mookie. 
So I'd be like, okay, little Mookie, what do you want? Like even saying that makes me kind of emotional because it's so resonant, so charged. If you had a nickname growing up, talk to yourself, talk, use that name when you talk to yourself, learn to begin to trust. Don't guess, really listen. Okay. So we're, we're asking, we're asking inner Mookie, your inner nickname here. What do you want? Oh, you want an ice cream at lunchtime? Okay. Let's do that. Oh, you want to like go buy some paints and make a mess? Oh, you want to like make your own like little vegetable garden? You want to make some concoctions in the kitchen? You want to just like sleep and watch cartoons? Great. Let's fucking go. Let's do this. So we're speaking. Okay. I'm going to, again, second step to connect with your inner child, building an altar or building a visual representation of your inner child. You, anyone who knows me, who's worked with me, I'm really into altars and sacred spaces as a place to like intention, like connect with your intention. So putting a picture of your child, inner child there at the age, any age, but if you know there's an age that needs healing, put a picture if you have one of yourself at that age, and then maybe put things out that you like, snacks that you liked. If you love like yodels, put some yodels there. If you love like Polly Pockets, go on eBay, get a Polly Pocket. Think about like it helps you. It really does. This is why the visual, the connection is so important. So many of us in 2020, really, you know, successful, badass people who work with me have had to move home to their childhood home. And I do think that's part of our evolution as a society is we needed a lot of people to go back and do some inner child healing in a way that was very visceral, embodied, and like you can't deny it. It's easy to be like 40 years old, living in a Brooklyn and a brownstone, living your life and being like, I think I have stuff to work on for my childhood, but I'm good. I'm in therapy. I'm, I'm, I'm move. I'm great. Amazing. But yeah, maybe I'm in some sticky spots in my relationships or I'm coming up against the same kind of toxic, you know, boss or client over and over again. Then boom, bam, COVID happens. You go back to your childhood home and you're like, Oh my God, I'm so angry or feel so unloved or unheard. I'm petulant. I want to have a temper tantrum. It's like, Oh yeah, no, I had some other inner child healing to do that. I really needed to like get in the experience of. So if you're at home right now, I would just be like, okay, what is something in my inner child that I need to heal? Something in my relationships with my home, my family, not about them, but about you. What do you need to do that you couldn't have done at that younger age? Maybe it's in certain boundaries, uh, communicate, again, making time for play, okay? And again, if you're like, uh, fuck no, Maddie, I'm not moving home to go through this process, make that alter. The physical, it's it, the embodiment. It's it's very, you know how that feeling is. Like you see something you haven't laid eyes on since childhood, or you hear a song, or you catch like a a movie you haven't watched since childhood, and it brings you back. Yeah, go there. Tip number three for you know healing through your inner child and through play is careful of like being really aware of where you use the words like shouldn't, can't, impossible. Because like, how can we use those words? How can we not tell our our little inner child that that's impossible or that we shouldn't do that or that we can't like, okay, we can. Yes, the fuck we can do that. Don't shit on yourself. Don't shit on your inner child. And look at that like impossible. Like what did you think was impossible growing up? What did, what are you still telling yourself? Impossible. As children, we have so much awe and wonder and we really understand intuitively like the magic of the universe of the multiverses. We have like a deep understanding of the spiritual world of the quantum realm of the etheric universal truths. And then we, you know, someone makes us feel bad about it or we see evidence to the other contrary to, you know, negate that. Um, how can you 
start stepping back into that place of awe and wonder and that like childlike mindset. So a lot of the limiting beliefs, we get to like start to rewrite those. Impossible too. One of my tips is when I think of that, like, uh uh-uh, you hear that word come up, you just think, what what do you think to yourself? I am possible. It's right there in the word, baby. Write it down. So number four kind of ties into that daydream. Take time to to dream more. We spend a lot of time like in that make-believe world growing up, right? Like we have make we have invisible friends and we're like creating these like, you know, fantasy worlds and we're we're playing with like creatures and dragons and so writing down dreams that light you up and letting yourself daydream, look at the clouds, letting yourself like imagine new possibilities. Imagination is a form of intuition. Imagination is a form of creative visualization. Imagination is a form of manifestation. So allowing yourself to dream big and writing them down, put them in a fun journal, like with the unicorns and rainbows, get yourself a Lisa Frank one if that speaks to you, but get something from your, that lights you up, that inner child, write down those dreams. Another way, of course, is to stimulate the parts of you, the fun activities. Like what is it coloring? Is it reading books in bed with a flashlight? Is it going, okay, I'm going to go, I've always wanted to do a horseback riding. My parents said I couldn't. I'm going to go, I'm going to do some horseback riding. You know, for the most of us, it's cool because we get to also have agency over ourselves, but financial agency now where maybe your parents told you, oh, we don't have the money to do that or, or we can't do that or whatever reason. And now you're like, I can do that. I can go do a horseback riding lesson. Okay, cool. Or I, I can you know, go on this trip or I can buy myself. I don't know. I'm thinking about, wow, childhood flashback. I could buy myself a good sleeping bag. I don't know. Growing up, we had a lot of like hand-me-down weird stuff around our house. So sometimes buying myself something is a very like intentional message to my inner child. Like, no, you deserve these luscious, these luscious, fluffy towels. You don't have to use the the hand-me-down threadbare ones that are covered in bleach. Like, honey, no. Mm-mm. So again, thinking about that and being really mindful of it. It takes practice. It takes perseverance. It takes persistence. Sometimes it's fun. It's play. Sometimes it's like sitting in a bathroom in a restaurant and calling yourself out. But truly, if you commit to this, your whole life does begin to change. You begin to notice the subtle shifts. You let yourself become lighter, more joyful, more playful, and just open to new possibilities, open to a much richer more radiant way of being. Those are like my big techniques and tips. But I also want you to think about just obviously working with your affirmations. Duh, your inner child loves that. Doing things that are very like silly, like buying a pack of bubbles. Try to be like a serious adult while blowing bubbles or going on a swing or something like that. Or like, you know, rolling around in the grass, being in nature, of course, going to a park art, you know, letting yourself be artistic again. A lot of us have a story that we're not artistic and our inner child's like, yes, we are own that, love that, embrace that, dance, go to a dance class, dance outside, go to a dance night somewhere. Our inner child loves like dancing and letting your body move intuitively. And there's so many, so many, so many, so many ways to live in that inner child play. I'm going to leave you with those. And of course, going to end on a note of like, let your inner child feel and experience emotions without judgment and also set boundaries that your inner child couldn't. Okay, those are the two, like, mm -hmm, like it's not all bubbles and ice cream cones and fancy sleeping bags. Those two things are really important to really get in there and do that deep play medicine. Okay, so let me know how it goes. 
Tell me what's going on with your inner child. I love hearing from you. Tag me in pictures of you playing with your inner child. Tag me in pictures of like inner child altar if that feels good to you at the Cosmic Rx or slide into my DMs at I am Maddie Murphy. Let me know how it's going. Let me know if it's resonating, what you want to hear more about. I'll see you for next week, which we're going to talk about some fun, like now adults, sexy, creative, powerful energy of Leo. But in the meantime, have fun and go just have a fucking ball with your inner child today. All right. I'll see you next time. Sending you the most love. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.